welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about Atiye Season 1, Episode 2, which I'm really into. We got even more intrigue, zero more answers, but I'm very excited about this whole thing and about Ozan's evil family. I love an evil, rich family. Always good to watch. I We're actually doing this in the morning this time, so I'm drinking an iced coffee, uh, which is almost like tea. It's a tea alternative. Closest thing we've had in a while. (laughs) Does anybody have tea? I do not have tea. I had coffee earlier. Is there anything tea-like on your hair at the moment? (laughs) No, it's (laughs) a vanilla almond hair mask, so no. Hair mask? My God. Sounds nice. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to do a sheet mask and then I was like, no, that'll be too much to record with like a sheet mask on my face. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no one sees the videos. <laughs> they would have definitely heard us laughing at it though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> thought it would be too distracting. <laughs> um, I haven't had tea for a few hours now uh, because I'm the farthest east of all of the people who host this podcast. So it's in the afternoon for me. Um, but I did just very recently aka 10 minutes ago have like five turkish delights i feel like that's pretty close to (laughs) what flavor um one of them is just like the uh not plain but like one of the more standard i I don't know how to say it in english but one of the more standard types with like pistachio and coconut on the outside like the inside's just the kind of the standard uh flavor and then uh the other one i had a couple of is a mastic gum flavored so it's mm. got like that sharper taste very good um my mom and grandma just got back from turkey a couple days ago so oh, yeah been, like, eating Yay. my way through everything that came out of their suitcases uh, <laughs> <laughs> has there been anything excellent besides the turkish delight? oh there's like so much cheese oh. it's great yeah so like how do they bring cheese though because it's like fresh ish cheese right like turkish cheese. they like they like vacuum seal it and we've gotten away with it for two plus decades so (laughs) the secret is out now (laughs) (laughs) i think actually the the one that they don't let you take is the cow's one because that's the one that has like some sort of disease but i'm sure Uh, yeah we always do we always do sheep's uh sheep and goat combo or just sheep so that might be but i mean no one asks also so Sometimes they ask about the dumplings, the manta, like the dried manta, but then you just say, oh, there's soy in that. And they're like, oh, <laughs> and it's the biggest lie ever. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully no TSA officials listen to this podcast. Yeah. Please ignore. <laughs> no um, All right. Well, <laughs> now that I'm hungry, Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode. Okay, so if you hear a little bit of snoring, it's my cat probably snoring. (laughs) She snores snores a good amount. Sorry. My accent came out really bad. A lot. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so it starts with uh, a very big close up on like a cup of, I guess tea is no, is it? It's coffee, I guess. I don't know. With a Turkish delight on the side. That's our opening scene. Um, they're having this event for Atiyah's wedding to what? Ozan? 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 Ozan. Ozan. Okay. As you know, I'm terrible with names. It'll take me wait, at least. Wait, five. did you did you skip the cold open though? You gotta get yeah. You, gotta, you, you skipped gotta the creepy part. You must yeah. have blocked it out in your mind. Yes. <laughs> what was the creepy part? Oh, the the girl's face. No, the no. old lady. The old lady in her, in her the little house. Oh yeah. With her nails. Yeah. With her oh, nails. <laughs> Sophia, that's so funny. You just subconsciously blocked it out. No, it's just because <laughs> I'm doing my recap the traditional way. Which is- where I'm watching it on my TV as I recap it. <laughs> and I guess your, it didn't show up. Your TV blocked out the opening. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so we see our our favorite old lady um, scratching the symbol onto a blue wall. 
in this weird abandoned house, it seems. Um, and then Atiye is having her wonderful, I don't know if this is like an engagement party or like asking her hand in marriage formally or something, but it's some sort of wedding related event. And they're all enjoying themselves. Um, Atiye's family seems very, very happy that she's marrying this very wealthy, well-off man. Um, who we, well, I think is super sketchy, the guy. Um, so they're just like chilling, you know, talking about the future and the wonderful marriage that these two are going to have and doing like a ritual that involves like cutting a ribbon um, in two, which I don't know, as if you- Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they're asking for, the families are officially asking, well, the groom's family is officially asking the bride's family for- the marriage to happen and then it's an engagement um there will, there will probably be an actual engagement knowing how rich these people are there will be an actual engagement like party at some point but this is typical at this formal asking ritual to have like the ribbon cut between the rings but yeah they're probably gonna have a whole big shebang about it too also weddings in turkey happen like a few weeks after the engagement it's not oh a, wow they don't oh, do wow. it like the long engagements in the U.S. are like super weird to anyone in Turkey. Like they're literally like, are you going to like, you're going to break up in that amount of time? Why are you waiting so long? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in Colombia, it's like you get engaged and you kind of, in theory, should be thinking about when you're going to get married. But I think it's become less and less like ceremony-ish like and more American where like people sometimes wait a really long time to get married. Um, so they're doing this thing, cutting the ribbon. And then, of course, um, our favorite old lady appears in the window. And she just, like, dives down backwards to her death, it seems. Uh, which Atiye, like, sees and freaks out about. Starts screaming like a crazy person. And everyone's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what happened? And she's like, no. I just, what did she say? She says she, like, saw an endangered bird or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that like, was pretty funny sure. she also seems like the most informally dressed of all the women at this event which is confusing also um anyway then our favorite professor erhan arrives at the university apparently he's like very friendly has a nice banter with all his students is kind of like the resident chill like fun professor i guess because I can't remember what he says to the student, but it's like a joke. And so then our favorite Emine shows up. Yay! Um, Shouts Sophia to Oslo so from Black Money Love. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She's really not my favorite. I really don't like her because I also feel like Erhan needs to be with Ati or like will be with Ati. So like... Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> so anyway by the way her name on this show is hannah like hannah but like hannah i think oh. she's supposed to be foreign but she speaks really? perfect turkish yeah i think she's supposed to be german because she like calls yeah. him some endearment that sounded oh german. shotzi or some shit yeah yeah. yeah 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 that's right she's supposed to be german <laughs> well i did not catch any of that per usual <laughs> um yeah so he's like walking in, it, I, I guess she's like also a professor or like some sort of, I don't know, character. She <laughs> definitely works, works there. It's unclear what she does, but hopefully she's a professor and not like a assistant. So he's like walking in, like the cool professor he is has a messenger bag because of course anyone who's cool has a messenger bag because they want some scoliosis to make them more cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sorry bad joke anyway so um ati is in, in her car with her mom and i think they're doing like wedding errands like she has to go and try on the wedding dress and like all this stuff but of course um she keeps having these visions she see well there first there's this boy that like offers her some flowers for free like it seems like he's a little a boy that like asks for money or like sells stuff on the street like for money and um he just give her, gives her a bouquet of daisies and like leaves without asking for money or anything. And, and she gets into like an altercation with her mom who's like, why are you giving money to street urchins? Um, I think <laughs> that's a pretty classic interaction. 
like it i don't know it happens also here often so anyway so she like see gives this money to this boy well no he doesn't take the money actually anyway so she has this fl- these flowers and she like sees the little girl out of the window and she's like i must go and see this girl or no or she also gets a call from Ihan at the same time i can't recall exactly she finds the like little card that he left her or something and it says that they're having a conference about oh go back yeah yeah right right but she also saw the little girl didn't she or she saw someone yeah she did yeah okay okay so she decides to go to his conference on Gobekli Tepe and her mom's like, where are you going? We have so many wedding things to do. Like, oh my God, you're getting married. As Ezgi said, like in two weeks, like you need to figure this shit out or however much time. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm just making stuff. So <clears throat> we see like a close-up of Gobekli Tepe, which I guess is just for like aesthetic purposes. Anyway, then there's this like, chat with this professor talking about Gobekli Tepe and he's like I'm gonna call over my excellent anthropologist or archaeologist um Erhan who's gonna tell us about this new discovery thing is like he actually doesn't say anything he asks. My- this is way ahead but he asks Atiyah a question and then he's like back to you professor <laughs> it's like the most <laughs> ridiculous thing <laughs> uh yeah, that, I mean, that's like a classic TV show professor. Like, there's no way that any real life professor would say something so nothing. And then, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, brings me back to my college days where I don't, I never had any professors like that. So Atia walks in, he like apparently immediately sees her somehow. And he's showing this strange symbol that they found and he's like asking the students like what do you think the symbol is like what do you think it means and they're all giving like super goody two-shoes answers like well the circle means infinity and this means like fertility or whatever i don't even remember fucking try hards (laughs) come on they're college students cut him some slack (laughs) anyway so they're like unacceptable whatever and He's like, no, that's not the answer I wanted. Atiye, like, why don't you tell us what the symbol means to you? And she, like, actually doesn't even say anything either. Like, she says it means, like, power or, like, I don't remember what she says, but, like, something really bullshitty that I could not keep in my brain because it was senseless. Anyway, so then he gives the, as Sammy mentioned, he gives the word back to the old professor and he just like comes to talk to Atiye and they both go to speak to this professor and he drops this notebook which belonged to Erhan's father and like a bunch of papers fall out but he doesn't want help picking up the papers because clearly there's something secret in these papers as we will find out momentarily. So they're like having this conversation and then she gets a call from her sister saying, come to the shop now, mom's not feeling well, like you need to be here now. So she like runs out, um, excuses herself and she gets to the bridal shop. Turns out it was all a surprise. They wanna show her this like very fancy dress her future father-in-law flew in from Paris or something. And like, then there's the, the dress that her sister made and the sister's like, you have to wear this dress that got flown in from Paris. And she's like, no, you're my sister. I'm wearing the dress you made. Anyway, yeah, I, I have a comment to make about this scene later, but I will make it in the banter section because I always uh, get ahead of myself and I shouldn't. <laughs> anyway, so they're having this whole conversation, whatever about the dress and Basically, her sister, she's, she tells her sister that she's had these, like, visions, I guess. And her sister's like, you're crazy. Um, like, what the fuck is wrong with you kind of thing. I don't remember what else they talk about, honestly. But, like, it seems like it's pretty bantery apart from that. So then Erhan goes to have a drink with the professor and he brings Hana along. But... The professor like doesn't want to talk to her it seems like he doesn't want to say what he wants to say in front of her and like i think he makes like a really uncomfortable comment or something he seems like a really old school crappy kind of dude he just Um, asks her to go and have a cigarette which yeah is a weird thing to do but i guess if you know the person smokes 
it's like <laughs> well that is a very weird thing to do but he's giving like weird vibes and she's really annoyed because they're going to talk about archaeology and she's like but we're having a drink this is not work like why are you talking about work she like not into it at all like basically Erhan like brought these three people together but like none none of the other people wanted to be Definitely, together yeah so it just turns in into a very awkward interaction um so he's like look I found something in your dad's notes but I didn't feel like it was appropriate to show you beforehand or whatever and it turns out that his father had drawn the little girl with the star on her forehead so apparently his father had some sort of connection to Atiyeh it seems like that's what they're hinting at and will hint at during the rest of the episode so he I think he does give him the notebook doesn't he yeah he gives him the notebook the complete thing which will also be an interesting artifact further on so Ati is like they're doing the menu tasting for the wedding and apparently Ati is like vegetarian or something so she's like really not into her future father-in-law's choices which are like really fancy stuff I can't remember again what it was but like they have this whole thing about it not being vegetarian and uh, Ozan like backs her up and whatever but like Obviously, she keeps being very weird about everything. Um, And I think she, I don't remember what she sees, but she like goes out of the room into another room. I don't know if she sees like the little girl, the old lady, something. She saw something that made her. I think she just leaves because she's hearing, she's hearing the Um, noise that draws her into the next room. She's like, what is that? So she like goes, washes her face, then walks into this room and there's a casket on the table, which is creepy Ah. And then all of a sudden she goes near and it's her like zombified, like trying to get out of the casket, which is extremely creepy. And of course she's again yelling and like very disturbed and everyone's like very confused about what's going on with her. Like nobody can understand what her deal is. And when she's trying to explain what she saw, everyone's like, you're clearly crazy. Like there was nothing in the other room. We don't understand what you got so upset about. And then she faints right yeah or it might be in the next scene but eventually she faints um and so then this guy gets home and he's like trying to call Atia like crazy because of the little girl thing but he can't get through um and so he's talking to well he he lives with Hannah it seems like I don't know they sleep on a tiny bed that looks like a couch so (laughs) I don't understand (laughs) their living situation <laughs> seems like they live together though in a very nice apartment that lacks a bed Agreed. but it's a very nice, nice apartment, apartment. <laughs> so he's just like she goes to bed and he's just like investigating investigating um and she's like come to sleep with me whatever and he's like no 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 i have to work so he just sits on the desk and falls asleep Um, well he's reviewing all the notes and his dad like I think he wrote down like this is one of the most important truths to him to humanity or like this is the key I don't know the diary said something important which sorry I don't have any details I don't remember what it said besides her name I don't remember Mm -hmm. anything well because her name's after after this first wait let me just really quickly I mean it said it said Zuzhe which is uh another name and then a tier and then a symbol is what i yeah, wrote it says down. this discovery could change history as well oh. oh. okay and he's like oh crap and he falls asleep like on the table and then ati is in the hospital and everyone's very worried about her because apparently she didn't faint but she had some sort of seizure um which i just thought she fainted it seems like she just had a panic attack and fainted i'm not sure where they got seizure from but yeah but they're all having like a whole thing about it like her family members and ozan's father and everyone's like very worried about her and so ozan wakes up on in his computer and the diary is like glowing in the dark like there's some text that you couldn't read under normal light but apparently just under the dark he like the dad used some sort of ink whatever that is like so nobody could read it i guess and there's when he sees a name Oh, that's one that is. And the okay. other name. And then Ati is like asleep and her boyfriend's like talking to her and, and 
this Erhan keeps calling her and her sister's like, this is her sister, stop calling my sister, she's ill, she's not doing well. And he's like, this is really urgent. I don't care if your sister's ill, like whatever. And so, um, well, when she was ill, they told her that they had referred her to a psychiatrist who was like the best in her field. And based on like her family history, she needs to see the psychiatrist because they think she, I remember if they say she has paranoid schizophrenia or yeah, just schizophrenia, paranoid. but they said, okay. Yeah. Mm, Which I don't know. I mean, I'm not difference? a doctor. <laughs> I would not want to comment because I have no clue. Uh, it's it's definitely different from schizophrenia. You know, it's uh, I'll I'll see I'll see what. Oh, okay. It, it's I think there's just more. It leans more toward the paranoid delusions, thinking that what you see and hear that isn't actually there is out to get you. So, although people with with any kind of schizophrenia are usually not violent paranoid schizophrenics are more likely to resort to violence because their uh, hallucinations are so much more okay. threatening than, uh, I guess, non-paranoid schizophrenia. Wow, that's gotcha. horrifying. Yeah, that is horrifying. So she's talking to this shrink. Well, sorry, psychiatrist. <laughs> Wrong word. <laughs> um, and she's like, like, I believe in psychiatry. I, I believe in well, what was the sh- what was the show where they said cra- the doctor for the crazy? <laughs> that was so definitely we, awesome. So we watched. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it was okay. <laughs> We've had a lot of mental health issues in the shows that we have watched, which I feel like is less like to bring. They were they were done not to bring awareness to mental health issues, but more for like yeah. dramatic effects, which is horrible. Yeah, that is sad. <laughs> And so this psychiatrist is asking her a bunch of questions like about what she's seeing and her delusions or like quote unquote delusions because we don't know what they are. And she's like, you have to take this medication. This is very important for you. And so Atiyah like goes back to her hospital room and she's kind of upset. She's talking to her sister and to Ozan and then guess who walks in? Erhan. He's like, oh my God, you cannot believe what I just found out. Like I had to tell you in person. And she's like, you know, I'm really bummed right now. I just got a really crappy diagnosis. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm kind of upset. And he's like, well, this is extremely important. And so he tells her about the little girl. I think he shows her the drawing. I can't remember. But then he also says, well, I don't think he tells her about the name though. Um, But he's like, you're onto something like. I think he tells her the name but he doesn't show her the drawing, which I was like, show her the drawing. <laughs> She'll believe oh. you. And then, so Erhan is starting to suspect that his dad had something to do with Ati. Like they're related somehow, which I hope no more incest stories for this, <laughs> for this podcast, please. Um, and so Erhan goes outside and there's Ozan and they have this whole altercation I don't remember what show of affection they had. Oh, they already had the encounter when he like flew from Gobekli Tepe to her apartment and then Ozan was there. So he already hates this guy and he's like, stop macking on my girl kind of thing. <laughs> like, leave her alone. Get get away. Kind of like he's he's not into it. And basically Erhan is like, you don't you don't control her. Like I can talk to her if I want to. And like, this has nothing to do with you kind of thing. And so then we're at his dad's apartment. I don't know his dad's name. Sardar. Do you guys know his name? Sardar? Okay, so, yeah. okay. So his dad's like like sketchy dude brought some intel from the site and he sees the footage of the girl. And they're speak I think they speak English, right? He speaks English yeah. a lot. It's weird. Yeah, I was gonna say this show has a lot of English, like a lot more than the other shows we've watched. So they're like looking at this image of the girl and then there's Gobekli Tepe. And then of course, Ati is at home and there's a documentary about Gobekli Tepe because we cannot escape Gobekli Tepe for even 10 seconds of the show. And she's watching, just like chilling, whatever. And apparently her parents like had put up a painting that she made of the symbol and it's like randomly changing color, like right as, as she's there. Um, and she's like telling her mom like what's going on and the painting's like moving like you can see it move 
And her mom's like, did you take your medicine? And like forces her to, well, gives her her medicine, which Atie, it seems does not take. Um, and then she starts seeing like all these things moving on, moving in the painting, like a little bird and like a bunch of weird things that weren't there before. And she's asking her parents about the, the family history because like apparently she has a family member who is a schizophrenic, but nobody wants to tell her who this family member is. Oh, and also I forgot to mention the archaeologist was asking her if she knew anyone called Sure. I don't know how to pronounce it. How do you pronounce that name? I don't know. Zuhre. Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> Zuhre. Not that hard. Zuhre. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to butcher it anyway. So because that was the other name that was in the thing. And so she's like very confused about who this Zuhre person is. And then she sees the name on a paper. And she's like, what the hell? And she calls this guy and i don't remember i don't remember what what did she call him for <laughs> sorry well no i thought i thought the zuja thing came up in the documentary as saying that it's it, it means crane uh, as well and the cranes are like a symbol over a very kind of sacred bird or they think it, they were anyway um and then that's when she sees the crane shaped like blot uh, appear in the painting and then by the way creepy old lady makes a cameo yes, in the documentary yeah. just like hanging out on screen <laughs> very ring style <laughs> so i think she calls to be like wait zuja does mean something to me now after like all these hallucinations i just had or, and, uh, oh yeah it's not later when breaks- she's drawing that he calls her yeah then then he then he oh. he breaks into the professor's office to try and get more i, I guess more of the journal or more stuff that he hadn't given her Oh, um, oh, this is oh. what happens. Okay, so she calls him and she's like, when I push those papers over, knock those papers over in his office, I saw the name Zuve. Oh. And then he's like, oh, I got to go break in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So he's just like ransacking through and is almost caught by the security guard because he makes the excuse that he left some papers that he needed to grade in his office. But he's obviously not in his office. <laughs> oh, and he got the keys from... Hannah because she for some reason has a keys to this professor's office and so Ati is drawing she's drawing the old lady and now he got the papers um and he I I think this time around he calls her but she's not answering the phone for I don't know what reason and then he gets mugged by some person who takes everything away and only leaves like his phone and his wallet but takes like everything else that he had gathered and like Ati and him are are on the phone and he's like, oh, and, and he all of a sudden like hangs up because he gets, I don't know what you call this. He gets Knocked mugged, out. I guess, or whatever yeah. by this dude. And so Ati gets really worried and she, I think, I think he had sent her, her his location because he wanted them to meet and talk about this because he had found the papers. So they were going to meet his phone call falls or whatever ends. She's like, I have to go find him. Something might've happened. She goes to the parking lot, finds him. He is waking up, realizes he doesn't have the papers or anything. He just has his phone in his wallet. So like clearly they, they weren't mugging him for like money or whatever. They just wanted the papers. And so this is all very sketchy. And then there's a closing image of, one of the sketchy dudes walking to like a a kind of like less well-off house. Um, I think it's I think it's said that I'm not one. Of- I don't there remember that dude? at I all. I thought they just showed the house with Zuhre in it. No, they just showed oh. the house with the the old woman in Wait, it. Wait, so the old woman's name is Zuhre? I guess I just spoiled <laughs> that. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But I don't think there was this. I don't think there was a shot of anyone walking toward it. No, it was just oh, like, I thought, oh, I we thought... have an address, and then they showed the old lady in her house. Oh, I thought it was the yeah. um, this dude, like the sketchy dude. Maybe I just like made an assumption based on nothing. <laughs> We've also been known to watch the first scene of the next episode. On yes, <laughs> and, then, and then work it into the work it into the <laughs> recap. So could have could have also happened. <laughs> 
Okay, so now we're going to move on into our gossip banter, spilling the non-existent tea section. And we have a lot, a lot to talk about. I guess my first question is for Sophia. And I'm not sure about this. Do you think that Ozan's parents are just douchey rich people? Or do you think they're nefariously involved in Gebekli Tepe somehow? Definitely nefariously involved. Like... (laughs) He's giving me like arms dealer vibes or like antiquities dealer vibes or something. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely could be antiquities. That would make sense. Yeah, I also like, there were like a few things in that marriage ceremony that were very, like at one point her mom tells her like, you can't be your own person anymore or her dad or someone tells her that. And it's like, well, she can. (laughs) Like, they make a lot of comments or, like, they have in these first few episodes that, like, she's weird and this weirdness, like, has to end once she gets married. Yeah. Once she, once she gets married. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of came away feeling like if this were a real person, I think that she would probably just never get married because her parents and his parents have, like, such strong views on what that means and, like, they should just live as partners instead of actually getting married because there's a lot of expectations happening now that they're engaged that are not pleasant to her I think yeah also like what did you guys make of the old woman like jumping off the building why why would she be like jumping off the building I think she doesn't want her to marry Ozan (laughs) because every time she's in some like important shindig with ozan and his family the noise starts up true that's a good i never thought of it that way but that probably that's probably it and then there was a whole thing with some flowers and there being a bee in them is that like some sort of omen or something yeah that was weird they like why did that little boy give her the flowers for free and why was there a bee that they like focused on so heavily in there Oh, I have no, I have no recollection of that from any viewing <laughs> of the show. I have no idea. I don't feel like it's that important, based on that, or I just missed something very huge in in watching it the first time. I'm sure it's just like some weird thing that we read too much. I feel like I feel like they're trying to also like create like an atmosphere or an ambiance and like stuff like that. Maybe like the lingering camera angles and shots are like meant to just mm. create unease. Maybe that's why they just like went overboard. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the music does that a lot. I feel like they have the same music effects people as a protector, which was like everything is super (laughs) grim and ominous. And it's like, well, nothing really is happening. So why don't you chill it with the music? (laughs) Also, um, I have like an important question regarding the whole show because it's very confusing up to now. And like, right, because my whole beef with this conference thing, well, apart from there being very few people for it to be like such an interesting issue in theory, that was a that was too few people in my, well, I don't know. I was expecting more people anyway. But my real beef is there's no clarity as to why the symbol was like such a turning point. Like they just found it and it was incredible that they found it. But like, there's no explanation as to why that was such a breakthrough or like such a discovery And like when he's supposed to explain it, he doesn't really say anything. So that makes me mad. I want to know what's up with the symbol. Like they're building it up, but we have no clue what it is. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, if they've been excavating like his father's lifetime and his lifetime, one would assume that they found a bunch of different carvings. Maybe it's like, because it's not like, my my only theory would be that it's not like an animal shape Mm -hmm. or something from nature. So they're like, what, like what, and they don't this is a pre yeah. prehistory, pre-written society. So they're like, how do they have how have they developed symbols that carry clearly some meaning, but it's not like a natural shape that they're mimicking. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, other than that, that's though, good, I don't yeah, know. that's that's a very good point. I had not thought about that. I just like I feel like that's probably not gonna be the show's answer because that's a very well thought out answer. I don't remember them ever even trying to explain uh, maybe i'm forgetting but i don't remember like an explanation for the symbol beyond the fact that what the fuck this like modern girl has been painting it for years i feel like that's the whole thing like to us and to the show that's really all they're concerned with is the fact that 
it tr- seems to transcend millennia, but I don't know if there's ever an explanation of it. I can't remember. Something I can't spoil Maybe there's, if you don't remember. That's why there's so few people at the lecture. Nobody actually cares about this symbol. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, old place. You found some carvings, <laughs> dope. It's only the <laughs> real nerds slash tryhards in the department that went to the <laughs> conference. Also, what did you guys make out of this guy having a flask in his office? The old professor. He's seen, he's seen some shit. <laughs> yeah. He's seen some shit. I'd go bake, I'd go bake the tip of that. He's we don't definitely know seen some shit. He seems sketchy F. I mean, in, in his defense, like I had two different bottles of alcohol on my desk when I had a desk what? that were just like, you know, from like Christmas parties or like sometimes people just need a drink after work. So it's not that weird. I've never, I've never been a part of any after work drinks at the office. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm just reading my notes. But the other thing that like really unsettled me because I already don't like Sardar, but like him imposing a wedding dress on her, I feel like oh my that's- god, that's so weird. What the fuck? Like, I understand if he was like oh, I'm going to fly you to Paris to meet with this designer. And you'll, I mean, it's still weird, but like it's something maybe a rich person would do. I don't know. But like ha- picking the dress for her. That's so weird. Yeah, like, I mean, she would have to try it on. Like, there's all these variables that I think are odd. It's so odd. And it was fugly, too. Yeah. And he knows that her sister's a dress designer. So that's like very insulting to her sister. Yeah. And her sister like undermines herself about it, which I thought was really sad. She's like, well, this is like a really well-established designer and I am just me. (laughs) Okay. And then I forgot to mention this in the recap about how Hannah is like asking Erhan about his sister who died that he never talks about. Mm -hmm. And apparently he mentions it was in a car crash, but it seems like obviously, I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that she probably like died at something Gobekli Tepe related or something. Yeah, she probably found something out that she wasn't supposed to know. Definitely not random. Yeah, for sure. Also, you asked previously about this guy's family. Yeah. And when they're at the hospital, they're like, she needs to get out ASAP because the press can't find out yeah. about this. So that made me very intrigued as to who is this person. Like, why is he, why is it like an issue or like a possibility that, you know, like, why would the press be interested in that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out more, but it seems to me like they're just like very self-important rich people who are like, oh no, like, this girl went to the hospital. How could anyone possibly find out about that? It'd be so embarrassing. Like what, what, who cares? Like, so she is in the hospital. That's a normal, like, I don't understand why that would be embarrassing to them. That was weird. Well, if they find out it's because of like a mental illness. Yeah. It would be embarrassing. Yeah. And like, I'm very convinced that this is all going to be a very easy way for Ozan to dump her. I don't know, Sophia. I I think Ozan has not showed any bad qualities besides being a little clingy. Like, I think he was actually really sweet at the hospital and was like taking what she wanted into account. Like, yes, his family sucks, but I don't think we've seen any signs yet that he is a problem. Sophia's already Sophia's already issued an execution decree against Ozan, so it's too late. <laughs> yes this is like the writer when he forced Fatma to play chess and Sophia was like you must die <laughs> <laughs> oh my god who knows um oh also well I just thought it was really funny that they're really playing up this like bro fight between these two guys yeah. and then I, I didn't write down which one says it to which one but like one of them says like kismet and just leaves. Yeah, what? what I don't the remember hell was that, that exchange. It was. I think it's Erhan saying like yeah, kismet. Yeah, Ozan is leave. like, get the fuck out of here and never come back. And then Erhan's like, kismet oh well, in that, if that's out. indeed exactly how it played <laughs> out, then kismet in that context would be like, hmm, I'll come back if like 
you know, fate brings me back here, like, fuck you, like, I don't like, I'm not gonna not come back here. If I have a reason to come back here, I'll come back here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes more sense than what I thought it I was. thought it was, I always think that's an interesting word, because it's also the same in Yiddish, and it's, like, something people in New York say a lot, is kismet, is, like, fate, destiny. It, it, it comes, it comes from, Arabic. it comes from Turkish and seeped into Arabic. other languages. I thought it was Turkish. Yeah, it's it's seeped into a lot of languages at this point. Well, I, like yoga. I honestly don't know the etymology of the word, so I believe you that it's Turkish. But it's, I I don't know. I just thought it. He was trying to say like fate is gonna bring me to Atiye, so like you better get out of the way, kind of thing. I don't remember the exchange at all. But if it's exactly as you guys recapped it, then that's how I would interpret that as like, don't come back here again, and. Adam's like basically saying I will come back here if there's a reason for me to come back here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am obviously on team Erhan because he's like so handsome and he's an archaeology professor and like <laughs> yes please but <laughs> I think Ozan was like well in his rights to be like my girlfriend's in the hospital this is scary like you're just here taking advantage you're asking your questions get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he also okay. Well, uh, now I guess I'll save this for the what the fuck because it was kind of funny, so I'll just say it in the what the fuck okay. section. All of the uh, psychiatrist, um, mental health stuff in this episode, I just found completely terrifying and like, oh god, please don't believe them, please don't take the medication, <laughs> like, uh. Well, that's the thing about like mental health. Um, like it, there's, I mean, I think they've been outlawed in a lot of places, but like there used to be all of these things that you could do to like basically strip like the personhood of people with mental illnesses. So Which we will be talking really about later in our like... history section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Family history. This, I have like an out there I just don't think that those people are her parents or her genetic parents, I should say. Well, they already mentioned them being adopted. Well, uh, her sister said she was adopted. Yeah. The previous maybe episode. as a joke, maybe not. But like, mm-hmm. I think that I don't know about her sister, but I definitely don't think that Atia is blood related to the mom and dad. And maybe that's why the mom is so like, overly paranoid about her being normal and living a normal life and like not being creative and stuff like that I don't know or the mom is the family member and it's like very secret I also thought about that I I think it's like because the mom has been really odd all this time for sure um but I also like I'm very convinced that she's somehow related to Erhan or something no, because she has Which to I get together not. with Erhan. Yeah, but everything's pointing to like there being some secret family connections that have not been disclosed. If I didn't think that Erhan and Atie were supposed to be romantically involved, I would theorize that his dad was Atie's dad or, you know, something along those lines. But yeah, I don't think that's possible because I think they have to get together. Now we are going to move on into our next section, which is the history section. And today we're going to be talking about, as Sophia so beautifully transitioned us, uh, mental health and the ways that legal structures can take away uh, personhood from people with mental health issues. And we're going to be talking about the Free Britney movement (laughs) and Britney Spears' conservatorship. So... I've been reading a bunch about this in the press recently because I think it's fascinating. And I know Ezgi has watched the documentary. Where's your knowledge at on this, Sophia? Um, I did read the Ronan Farrow article. I have been keeping up with it, but I haven't watched any of the documentaries. Okay, cool. So we each will have a different perspective on it then. So just to give the basic facts, obviously Britney Spears is a huge pop star. In uh, 2008, she had a mental health crisis, which led to her being on a 72-hour hold, um, which is what 
happens in hospitals when they don't think that you're mentally competent or they think you're at risk of harming yourself or others. And using that, her father obtained a conservatorship over her, which means that he controlled her finances and her personal life to a very scary degree. That's been in place from 2008 until now. He stepped down as uh, controlling her personal life in 2019, and now it's a professional who's doing so, but he still has control over her finances and takes an $18,000 a month salary. Um, She is currently and has been for a long time fighting the conservatorship, wanting to be free of it and proving her mental capacity to take care of herself. And she has to pay for her father's lawyers who are fighting against her wishes, which is completely insane. And up until a month ago, she had a court-appointed lawyer as opposed to a big fancy lawyer, So, um, who apparently was not doing a good job because she claims she had no idea that she could uh, petition against the conservatorship. So it's a crazy situation. Um, in terms of legal precedent, I'm not a lawyer, but apparently this almost never happens to people who are capable of leading their own lives. It only happens to people who are in like comas or stuff like that. Um, So it's a really unprecedented situation and it's completely crazy that she's got no control over her life. Yeah. The document, the only color that the documentary kind of adds to it, I I completely, everything you you said, everything very well um, in terms of the actual conservatorship and kind of the latest on that. Um, The documentary, which is the New York times presents series. uh, I think FX is where it airs normally, but I watched it on Hulu Um, and the episode's still there. It's like an hour or something long. It was really eye-opening and like tracing her career up until the point, I mean, up until the present, but really laser focused on up until the 2008 mental health crisis, how the, you know, harassment from the paparazzi Mm -hmm. drove her over the edge, would have driven anyone over the edge. I think that's what they did a really good job of showing is that anybody living this much under a microscope, being criticized for literally everything, being asked in interviews by like Barbara Walters and other people, whether or not they're virgins, like who, who, what, how is this acceptable that they're asking so many inappropriate personal questions of her uh, it when she was a teenager, yeah. when she was in her twenties. Um, it's like, yeah, I would have like gone after a car with an umbrella or whatever she did too. Like I would have absolutely done probably worse. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Anyone would have had that reaction. And especially because she had, an unstable yeah. family life, let's say. I think yeah. her father was an alcoholic and she had a lot of unstable yeah. family behavior that she witnessed. Um, it's like no, uh, like it's completely understandable that she had a mental health crisis. And I think if it had happened now, you know, only 12 years later, 13 years later, people yeah. would have That's reacted completely stru- differently. struck me is how different um, the world was like that short of, a, of an amount of time ago. Like not only yeah, like those inappropriate questions that were asked in, like I said, literally every interview, it seems in the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s, but also like the number of memes and how recently we were still seeing LOL Britney shaved her head memes. I think that's only just stopped being funny and mm-hmm. like people get called out for that kind of humor within the last year. I think people were still doing that until very recently. And, and also um, to complement the mental breakdown thing, like I mean, there's a lot of speculation about what her actual diagnosis is. And of course, like, we're not going to get into that because like, I mean, we're not doctors or anything, but like, um, it seems (laughs) like there was also a lot of like postpartum depression things like happening after she had her kids and that probably like affected some of her, like it affected her mental state. So yeah, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors that could have contributed to her behavior and it doesn't necessarily mean that she like can't take care of herself or can't be responsible for her life and her finances and everything. Right. And it's wild to me, like it's happened to so many celebrities that they've had this kind of breakdown and why she got singled out and got her rights taken away um, is crazy. Her family was more organized. It seems or like they, wanted to take more action because they were benefiting more from her like Mm -hmm. I don't know from her not being in control 
because like it seems like she already had a very rocky relationship with her father before the con like conservatorship or I don't know how to pronounce that word sorry um but (laughs) like it seems like like literally her younger sister had to come out and be like I'm the only family member that's not on her payroll um because that's I mean and it happened I feel like it happens a lot to people that get very famous when they're still quite young that it ends up becoming something that fractures the family because you know it money tends to cause a lot of problems especially if you come from a background where it's not been readily available I mean they like literally won the lottery like she won she earned that money through her hard work and continues to earn it from her past hard work but for everyone else around her it was like a lottery uh winning uh came out of nowhere as far as they were concerned and like clearly they recognize no agency in their young daughter at any point so especially the father um i i I do want to comment i saw a really funny meme let me see if i can find on my phone um non-offensive funny meme by the way not like a joke at Britney's expense like everyone else seems to be doing or had been doing okay here it is me eat the rich also me if Britney Spears isn't granted immediate access to her millions of dollars I'll scream (laughs) 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 which I mean I'm fully I'm fully both of those versions of me and I'm not ashamed and I want Britney to have access to the money she earned because artists are exploited often anyway by the by their own industry and now for her own family to do it is like disgusting. Anyway, I think that she should uh, go uh, girl with the dragon tattoo style and murder her oh. conservator. <laughs> but apparently, the conservator is like more like the conservator like uh, talked about some abuses that happened. Like she recently made some accusations about something that people did about, like wrong or something. In the whole thing well also a lot of the things that ha- that like Brittany mentioned in her statement like the iud and other parts of the of what she mentioned that's not something that you're allowed mm-hmm. to do as a con like as a conservator conservator whatever like that's way beyond what you're legally allowed to do in that role oh that's what i read that's interesting yeah it seems like she's she's had very bad legal advice which is really strange given how rich she is but I guess with her allowance she couldn't have hired better help well and apparently I don't know if you guys read the Ronan Farrow um I the other co-authors um leaving my mind right now but they wrote like an expose in the New Yorker where like apparently Mm -hmm. after the conservatorship was established in 2000 I think in 2008 like he fired everyone in her like even her housekeeper everyone uh that was close to her just so everyone would be like loyal to him and like would report anything odd or like off that would happen that is so messed up and it's also my mom keeps bringing this up but i think we think it's very weird that it's been the same judge the whole time and like what's going on with that because that judge is whack (laughs) But she just got it changed to a different judge. So, and I think, yeah, hopefully the media attention will help because, like, this is something like very niche and, like, for for example, in countries like Colombia, that that kind of power over someone got completely got abolished a few years ago, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it can very easily be used to interfere with that person's rights, and it's, I mean, it's. Usually it's used for people that have like cognitive disabilities and they can't really make their own decisions, right. um, which is a very different situation. But I think it's it's probably been like used a lot for people that have like major mental illnesses, like probably like schizophrenia or bipolar or something like that. So, but in the end, like in some cases, obviously it depends. Like a lot of these people do have agency and they do have like decision-making ba- making potential but like when you limit them through a like a legal avenue, like you're basically stripping them of any agency that they have on their own. And when you don't have their best interests at heart, which is like very well, I think that's a, it's impossible because like you only. I mean, the truth is like we humans are very selfish. So, yep. 
Well, we'll see. We'll see how Britney's case turns out. But I think that now that people are kind of investigating it and realizing how ridiculous it looks, at least in hindsight, I think it'll <laughs> probably be resolved pretty quickly. And also for Atier, hopefully people will stop thinking that she's crazy because clearly some shit's going down. Yeah. She should probably just avoid going to multifamily. I'm surprised they didn't try and get her like in a mental institution or something. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe next episode, I think that from the way she kind of like snuck out, I feel like she probably wasn't supposed to leave the house without supervision and probably they'll be trying to get her back now would be my guess and her mom is definitely not somebody i would trust (laughs) definitely not going to move on into our favorite section which is what the fuck sultan of success and fatma's hit list okay so what the fuck uh <laughs> i mean we've talked about the conference quote air quotes conference before um, but i also wanted to mention that ata stands up to give her answer <laughs> which i just thought was so funny <laughs> she just really wanted to project her super lame answer to the class. (laughs) I have, what the fuck, the designer wedding dress. It was so ugly. I can't even, like, who would wear that shit? (laughs) What the fuck, the wedding food that that wedding planner was talking about? That sounded awful. Like, steamed caviar and, like, bits of sea bass in spinach or something. (laughs) It sounded terrible. (laughs) what the fuck Erhan's apartment I think it's too nice for a university professor I had that too yes yes I had just like a blanket WTF for like all the nice housing for people who are on teaching salaries agreed Uh, he had a really (laughs) nice view as Sophia said the furniture the bedroom was a little odd but like I think that was just him having bad taste and not actually the apartments I have that what the fuck I don't understand how two grown people can fit into that thing (laughs) Um, it also has no blankets or like barely a sheet also doesn't seem like Ahan does a lot of sleeping with all this night scheming and parking definitely a lot of night scheming (laughs) In his office room, which like who has a room that's their office? That's pretty sweet <laughs> in an apartment. And then that, finally, I have what the fuck, Erhan, like going to bother basically a stranger when they're in the hospital. That's <laughs> yeah. not chill. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> oh man. Okay, on top of what you shared, I had WTF a TF for like checking a coffin. Like, why would you like? You're hearing sounds coming from it. Don't open it. That's, That's never a good. great point. Yeah. Who would do that? Like, Who would open up the coffin? Yeah, nope. I would 100% even, well, it's hard to say because I've never had a delusion quite like that, but, or ever, anything <laughs> near that. Um, I, but I feel like I would be like, let me call for backup before I like feed into my compulsion to open this coffin that looks very scary. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the apartment WTF, uh, also, like, Atia's mom being super down for Atia staying with Sardar and family, like, after her breakdown, like, you're just chill with your daughter staying with, like, like her mom is so problematic. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on with this lady. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, and then Adhan, like, in this season of sketchiness, just being alone at night at a parking deck, loudly talking on the phone, holding, like, something that's clearly of value idiot of course you're gonna get mugged (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I I forgot to write that down but that whole time he was walking through the parking garage I was like oh no yeah (laughs) there's no way you're not getting mugged it's gonna happen (laughs) that's all I had I have what the fuck well though no more you're being your own person that was very what the fuck um I mentioned the bed which I'm very confused about. I think it's what the fuck that they won't tell her her family history. That's kind of yeah. really upsetting. 
Um, and also what the fuck Atia can actually like draw and paint really well. Like why does she just draw those weird circles? Like she does this. Yeah, really that nice drawing thing. was beautiful. I agree. I think those are my what the fucks. Also, what the fuck music, definitely. <laughs> they had one, I didn't really think about it, but they had one moment of like happy music when they were like zooming in on the university or something. And I was like, oh, yay. And then <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> okay, Fatma's hit list. I'm going to put up the French dress designer. <laughs> that person should not be working anymore. Or breathing. <laughs> <laughs> or breathing. Um, or Serdar. Yeah, the little cute puppy he was holding cannot dissuade me from thinking that he needs to yes. get cut down. Uh, Fatma should rescue Zeus from Serdar and then murder Serdar. <laughs> Heck, I, I missed the dog's name being Zeus. Okay, yes, agreed. <laughs> uh, also her mom, super shitty person. <laughs> oh yeah, her mom. I just feel like there's more yeah, there's to there. find out there. Like, I'm curious what's going on there, but I also agree that she's been terrible. Sophia, what do you think? Um, I have nothing more to add. I think I agree with those. Okay, cool. She was just trying to not say Ozan because we got- <laughs> Yes, we because we'll earlier. mercilessly make fun of her for the rest of the time. <laughs> um, Sultan of Success. Uh, I would like to put out Erhan. Um, we got to see his bod this episode, and <laughs> it's really nice. And he maintains that whilst being an archaeology professor. So he's definitely into the Jones. He had like a leather jacket and the satchel. Oh yeah, he's, I'm like so acting into like it. he isn't. <laughs> also, his apartment's super dope. Um, yeah, and he's dating. Uh, uh, one of the actresses from the best show of all time so like congrats to him except she's just a random german graduate student or something i'm sure she's fabulous um also i, I we got to give a creepy old lady a shout out for just appearing everywhere constantly and ruining all of atia's experiences <laughs> throughout the episode <laughs> Really, is that a good thing <laughs> i mean for her if that's that's clearly her objective is to freak atia out so she's killing it at that almost okay. almost killing atia too <laughs> <laughs> um somehow i feel like her goal could not be just like murdering atia from no, right so maybe not exclusively yeah <laughs> probably another goal sophia anything any any other names to throw out or are you do you want to concur no i mean sultan of success i think erhan is a good candidate except he like is very dumb like his parking lot scene just made him lose all respect you know he's just like not leveled up to like the indiana jones level of adventure yet but he's he's gonna get there he just isn't very aware once he starts carrying Um, a bullwhip he'll be fine but i feel like honestly said that has been the most successful this episode oof he has Fatih, he has uh, Atiye under his control. He is very wealthy, found some very important intel, was able to, well, I'm making a conjecture, but was able to steal some amazing intel that our friend uh, Erhan found, but lost. Um, and he speaks English, I guess. I don't know what else. <laughs> wow. That he could be the top of that he could be the top of a sultan of success and of Fatma's hit list is truly an achievement. That's true. He needs a special third award. That's like yeah. free Atia painting or something. I don't know what the what the special <laughs> prize. No one wants that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Addressed by Atia's sister. <laughs> I would want was. that for sure. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, congratulations to all of our candidates, but mostly to Sardar for topping two of our lists. That's truly an impressive achievement. Um, we will be back next time discussing season one, episode three, and hopefully we learn more about this creepy old lady. I don't know. I, her nails seem very strong, so that's interesting. 
Um, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening and we will talk to you guys again next time.